Hi everyone and welcome back to Cup of Three. My name is Ashley. I'm joined as always by my fiance and co-host Agu and friend and co-host Mabel. Hello. Hello. Welcome back after a little bit of a long break. We've had a lot of different things going on, but um, yeah, we're back. So we have watched Decision Day as well as the reunion, both episodes. Um, Mabel watched, I think, the Where Are They Now episode. So there's kind of a lot that's happened, but I don't know. To me, it's like a lot of it ends up being very repetitive. So just kind of including it all in one episode to me makes sense because it's it all kind of builds on top of each other. Um, so yeah, I guess like with Decision Day, as we all know, two of the couples said yes at that point. And then once we got to the reunion, it sounds like we have kind of one kind of yes that continues to be. And then uh, Gil and Mirla have ended things. So that was a big part of the reunion and kind of trying to figure out what happened there. Um, I was wondering, though, if maybe we could start with talking about Brett and Ryan, actually, because some things came up with them in their interview with Kevin, where, like, if we remember back to the season, it was this big thing where Brett sat down Ryan and was like, I've seen that you've been on dating apps, and this is a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And now we find out that maybe she was also talking to other people at the same time. Um, and I just wanted to hear what you guys thought about that, because in the context of where their relationship kind of was throughout the entire season, I'm wondering if them moving on and dating other people was really that big of a deal at all. But what what did you think about that? That's a really good point. I feel like maybe they said this, but they had decided early on a little bit that they were not going to work out and they just need to keep things platonic, keep respectful and just ride it out until decision day, just for the sake of, you know, going through the process. But they both knew we're on the same page, at least of like, Hey, this is done. We're just respecting each other now. Yeah. I, so the last time we recorded, which feels like a long time ago, um, I was like, I, I was going in a lot on Brett and Ryan, so much so that I felt like I was kind of being a dick. But, <laughs> and then this happens, and there's a lot of I told you so's coming in my brain, I gotta be honest here. But to be, I don't know, just to try to look at the whole situation, I don't think I don't view Brett as a person who would be exchanging phone numbers and talking to other people while she was in a relationship. So I got from that, she viewed that they basically weren't in a relationship if she felt comfortable to do that. And I think that's why I was so put off by the whole scene of how dare you be on whatever, uh, I don't know. I'm assuming it was Tinder or something. Like, how dare you be on um, a dating app when you're still in a marriage? And she's like literally out here exchanging phone numbers and texting. And just, it just reeked of hypocrisy. I just, I did not like it. And I, I, overall, I like her and I like him. So it was kind of hard, but like, you just got to be, 
Like, it's okay. You guys aren't in a real relationship. You call him. I get it's kind of embarrassing that he matched with a friend. But you guys aren't dating. Like, you're not. They they never consummated. They barely held hands. Like, they were married on paper. And I just, I hate the whole, it just felt like she was looking for something to say, hey, see, I'm the good guy in this. He's out here swiping. And it's okay for both people to just not want to be in a relationship. No one has to be the bad person. But then with that in mind, you know, if we're saying it's not that really big of a deal because, hey, they were both just going their separate ways. What about how Ryan handled it? Because Ryan just basically stayed quiet. (laughs) I don't know if he knew at the time during the recording at the Mm -hmm. table that she had already met somebody, but definitely at the reunion when they brought it back up. I mean, he didn't really say anything. He was just kind of like, all right, let's get moving. Next topic, please. Like, just what mm-hmm. people all yeah. over Reddit and online are saying. He should have totally blasted her and called her out for dating somebody. And To what end, though? <laughs> really, though? Like, to what end? Like, that's what kills me about the reunion a little bit, is it's like, let's rehash all of this stuff. And it's not for them to get closure. It's for us to get the tea. And so we're putting, mm-hmm. like, all of them on, we're just, I don't know. It just is extremely, extremely unkind. But yeah. my thing with their, like, both of them clearly, like, attempting to date or dipping their toe in the water of dating, whatever the, that range was, to me, I think I would just have wanted it to be less messy. <laughs> like, the idea of going through this whole process and being matched with someone who isn't a good fit for you and they feel the same way, but then you're kind of obligated to be recorded together and go through the motions and all this stuff. It's like, if you know it's not going to work out, like, isn't that just a little bit too much to put on your plate to like, try to ride out the rest of your contract, essentially, and then also start to talk to somebody new? You know, like, I, I understand why they both kind of felt like that was an okay thing to do because their relationship wasn't going anywhere. But it's like either to me, it would, the the question would be either we say, okay, we're deciding now early before decision day that this is not something that we want. We're both going to like just face the facts and know that this is not something that's going to happen. So let's not live together. Let's, you know, go back to our separate places and, you know, we'll record if we need to, but that's it. And then we can date other people because we're like officially not together. Or just wait until recording is done with to actually go on and pursue other people and date. It just seems like a lot to juggle <laughs> and do all of those things yeah. at once to me. So like, I I don't fault them for it, but I don't think either of them have the right to feel hurt by the other person doing that because there was never a situation where they were going to have a marriage that lasted. So what's, like, who cares then? I fully agree. And I think to the the point um, about when you're like, he should have gone off. And I think I'm starting to notice a lot of the guys that are on this show realize this is a girl's show. And Mm. by that, I mean, it's a show where it's going to, like they, they try to be equal, but it's definitely more from the girl's perspective. And it feels like basically like if he was to have pushed back, you know, if we go back to scene where she's like, I don't like that you swiped, 
if he would have said, hey, weren't you texting other people? That could have worked out well, but it also could have been a, like, oh, I'm doing this because you, like, I could see that turning into him looking even more like a bad guy. And it feels right. like whether it's Zach, like, there's so many times that you can kind of tell that, like, I know we'll talk about him soon, but there's so many of his scenes where I'm looking back at it. I'm like, I think you're doing this because you're worried you're going to look like a bad guy to all the women watching this. Like, I don't think you actually believe half of the stuff you're saying. Like when he was crying about like, you know, over, after my mom, Michaela, you're the next person. Like it just, it <sighs> feels fake. And it's just where like, you can't really be a hundred percent yourself because you know, the show is a little bit more, on the ladies' side. And that's, I'm not necessarily saying that's true, but if all the guys feel that way, they're going to behave in a certain way. And I think that's kind of what's going on. Like, you basically always have to be the bigger person if you're a guy on the show, or else you look like an asshole. Mm -hmm. It kind of feels that way. Like, you have to be okay with them leaving, okay with them cheating. And if you kind of speak up about it, then you're just bitter and mean and all this stuff and it's weird because i feel like nine times out of ten it's the other way like we're in a patriarchal society <laughs> but like in this show it's one little situation where it's actually flipped <laughs> weirdly i mean i get what you're saying about like okay he could have sounded combative or defensive if he had said well aren't you texting other people but i think ryan does a good job of just maybe ryan and girl does he just do a good job of calling people out like mm, is that really what happened? And I think Ryan could have even said, we talked about, or we know this isn't going anywhere. We kind of decided to end things. So even though officially papers aren't signed, I mean, you and I already went our separate ways. It, I think there was a different narrative that could have gone between, yeah, defensive is not the way to go. But the other narrative is, we already decided this. Like, why are you getting upset about it? <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, you can't say, why are you getting upset about this to a woman while she's upset? Right? Like, that's the trap. Like, Well, to anyone, really, I'd argue. Yeah. You can't like, be like... I, I'm sure that's what he was thinking. Like, I'm sure they had mm -hmm. this conversation. And then she's like, I can't believe you do this to me. You can't say, well, why are you upset we talked about this? Because now you're the the mean asshole. Like, it just... I don't know. I... <laughs> I think this it's is the hard part trap. of the show, though, is, yeah, it is, a, it is a trap, because you have to choose, I think, between doing what's right for yourself, regardless of how that might be perceived, something you can't control, or trying to control how you might be perceived, something you can't control. And so somebody like, like maybe Ryan in that moment that she was like, I know that you're on Tinder or whatever. Maybe for him, he was like, the best choice for me right now is not to fight back because that doesn't do anything for me. I don't, I don't, people are going to see this however they see it. And even, even the most like, I don't know, bold situations that have happened on this show where like, for the most part, a lot of people would feel one way about it. Even in those situations, there's going to be a whole spectrum of perception of like, this person was right, that person was wrong, or the opposite, or actually this was happening, or it was production. Like, yeah. we cannot control what other people think of us. That is not possible. And so I could really understand someone wanting to go through this show and just 
prioritize constantly. What can I handle right now? What's best for me? And just let the cards fall where they are. But that that's a lot to ask of someone when you're on such a like massively public stage in this very vulnerable position, showing your relationship, showing all yourself really, and still choosing yourself in that and not worrying about how people might think of you after it's done. Like that's a lot. And kind of like Ryan with Ryan and Clara, just like limiting what you say or do at all. Right. Because like, that's really the only way to keep from getting Mm -hmm. a bad at it is always thrown out there. But, but even then people read him as like one way or another, because everyone was trying to fill in the blanks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you can't, (laughs) I think when I mentioned this, I'm not, I, I'm not blaming the contestant, uh, the participants really. I think I'm more on the show where it's just it's constantly something is viewed one way when it's done by a character that the show likes and it's viewed some very differently when it's a show that uh, a character that they've decided is a bad yeah. person and i just yeah i just kind of wish there's a little bit more consistency in that of person that you really like overall does something wrong just at least hinting or asking about it where it's not just like you know, Mirla is the bad guy for the season, and it, it, and they're laying it on her pretty thick. But like some of the stuff that she's done, other people that we like on the show have done, and we just skate past it. And it's just I hate that inconsistency. And I think mm-hmm. I've noticed where it's always like, oh, the guys don't talk enough. This is why I think there's like this general fear. Like the entire time Johnny was talking, again, not the best. But I could feel he was like, oh, if I say something wrong, I'm going to be the bad guy on this show. And it's just, I don't know how to fix that. I, I feel like I say this every season, but I really wish Pastor Cow would be more of the guy's perspective. Like it felt like Dr. Viviana was pushing more for the guy's perspective this season than he was. And and I know it's not his responsibility but I just kind of wish he would because we just need to balance that out just a little bit. Like Kevin's going to do Kevin things and ask mean questions and gaslight you. Sorry, but that's how I feel about him. But like just a little bounce back. It's just like, Mm -hmm. it's not just because it's the guy. It's not like the guys fuck up enough. We don't need to like put more stuff on them. Like they will mess up alone. Like we will do that. You don't need to give us extra. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the problem, though, is like, obviously, we're talking about straight heterosexual couples. And so we can very easily extrapolate that into the man's role in the relationship and the woman's role in the relationship. But like, how different might it be if we look at them as two people in a relationship, as spouses, as partners, and remove all of the like extra BS gender stuff from it? And so, like, okay, this, uh, these two people in this relationship were, you know, things were deteriorating and one person, you know, was starting to date a little bit or look on so like, different apps and stuff for other people to date and the other person confronted them about it, despite them maybe doing the same thing. And it's like, okay, that's a different conversation mm-hmm. than he did this, she called him out, and then he could have called her out, but like, we then we start to tack on all this other meaning when it's like, oh, but what should the man do? What should the woman do? What does she deserve? He deserves, what is his role? 
like all of that gets so wrapped up in all of this. And that's to your guys's point. Like one of the things that bothers me about the experts is they talk about being a wife, being a husband, and those roles are so entrenched yeah. in gender, despite them trying to do it progressively, those meanings still exist with those words because we've used them for a very long time to mean specific yeah. things. And so like, removing that aspect of it, I think when we like, think about those things is one way to kind of like, take out one more element so that you can actually see the situation clearly, like, gender has part in it, but it can also cloud the way that we look at these dynamics quite a bit and can be really harmful. Yeah. <laughs> Which again is why I like just don't, I wish they didn't always have straight people on the show. Cause it's like, you can break that up more literally when it's folks who aren't in the binary or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it's more representative of how actual relationships work. I mean, I think like there's a couple of things they could probably do better to yeah. get a little more of that in there, starting with, um, Sorry, experts, but I'm kind of thinking we maybe need a refresh. <laughs> um, love y'all. Kind of. <laughs> and they never were on the show. Right, it's right. not like we're going to be on the show. I submitted my application. Nobody <laughs> responded back, you know. You submitted no, your application. <laughs> we have a conversation um, to have. No, I don't. It's just like, Good luck. I think there are... <laughs> no really objective opinions anymore and i don't know maybe just thinking from the first few seasons i felt like it was a little more balanced and trying to think of things in a in a good way for both partners like how i mean yeah there, there's quite a few fires like couples that are not good not in a good way from the few few seasons that really should have ended things much sooner than they did but it's just like the uh, the experts and kind of like the premise in general is not about looking out for two people that may or may not work out for each other depending on how you you know support one another it's more just like the experts all about make marriage work at any cost kevin trying to stir up the drama in the reunion episode and each person looking out for themselves i'm just like yeah we're in an individualist individualistic society where everybody does look out for themselves but like if this show is about marriage and bringing two people together maybe try a little more objectivity to like help these people grow not just like make tv drama <laughs> yeah yeah i i love that you said individuality i think I'm noticing that with this show where it's like their first few episodes when they're wedding day and like some of the reunion, it's like, oh, is this person going to work? And then from that point on, you kind of, the participants decide if it's going to work or not. And if they decide it's not going to work, the rest of the time is them proving that, see, I'm not the reason why this didn't work exactly. out. Exactly. Like it's a lot of like, you know, like even the people that I like, I like Bao, but it felt like. Dr. Pepper, uh, Dr. Viviana even hinted at it. Like, it just felt like a lot of the season was her doing a campaign of like, no, I'm like actually a good person. Like, I know it didn't work out, but like, I'm quirky and I'm cool. I'm yay. And like that, you can be all those things. And I, I think the problem isn't the people on the show. It's the setup. Like, it shouldn't be labeled a failure if the marriage doesn't work because this is an experiment. Like, it's you want people to take chances and you want to see if it's going to work or not. 
So don't just punish them、mm-hmm. every time it doesn't work. Like, okay, if it doesn't work, fine. Let's have the next episodes be about you going through therapy to figure out why it didn't, and then after that, maybe you going on some dates. Like, we can you can structure this in a way where it isn't make this thing work. When like some of these relationships, I feel like we knew it wasn't going to work from a honeymoon. So like, why is it a surprise that it didn't? It's just. And they all like I get it. If I was on、yeah. the show, I would want to make it clear that I'm not a bad person because your parents are going to watch this, your relatives are going to watch this. But it's just unfair. It's a poorly done setup. <laughs> yeah, it feels a little bit like you know that one show. What's it like? American Ninja or something、yeah. where they have to go through that big obstacle course, and it's like you you have to be like in insanely good shape to be able to like really get through it and go to the end. This feels th- this show feels a little bit like signing up a bunch of random people who want to want to be like athletes in this way, but then just putting them on the obstacle course, and it's like when they mess up, it's they they just blame them for not being good enough before they've even trained at all, instead of being like, okay, this is the goal, and we we know you're you're very fast, but you're you know you could be better at jumping or something, so we're gonna work on that, or we're gonna work on your cardio or whatever the heck. And like actually giving them like a structured training process so that they can reach their goal of completing that obstacle course and being on the show, it's like they're just dropping them off and are like go, and then are upset that they like fall down after they have to like do the monkey bars across the ocean or something.、Yeah. It's just like <laughs> it's like really unreasonable expectations, and then blaming people for not being able to complete these tasks that they've never done before, literally never done before. It's wild. It's like pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. Like, why, oh, why didn't you do it? Which if you、I've, just want it more, it's like that doesn't make my arm muscles stronger. <laughs> I recently discovered that saying, "pulling yourself up by your bootstraps," was literally created because it's impossible. Like, it's they picked that because it's something that's next to impossible. And now we use it all the time. Like it's impossible. Oh no, you should have. So we're basically telling people to do the impossible and then being mad at them when they don't. Essentially.、Mm-hmm. Which I guess that's what this show has. All right, we turn into a whole critique of the show. So the other couples, <laughs> how are they? <laughs> I know. I was like, I mean, at what point do we just? I, we've talked about this so much that it's just a process problem, not really a individual problem. I don't think, but we could harp on that point for. <laughs> that and Hello Fresh is getting all the conversation. <laughs> Right. Ooh, what? Use promo code cup of three to not get anything free at all and confuse their system. Oh, why does someone actually do that? <laughs> Just like <laughs> HelloFresh is looking at their analytics and they're like, "Why does everyone keep putting this stupid promo code in? It doesn't make any sense. Where does、right. this come from?" Each of us doing it five times.、Yeah. It's us. Oh my god. All right. Um, maybe let's hop over to. I mean, I want to talk about Johnny and Mirla mm-hmm, and their.、Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say relationship without knowing really if it's platonic or romantic. I think maybe everyone would have a different perspective on that.、Um, we should we talk about Mirla and Gil first、sure. before we go into that, just to kind of set the stage for what happened there.、Um, so it sounds like Mirla and Gil. Obviously, they said yes on decision day.、Um, after that point. It sounds like Mirla decided to end the relationship <laughs> and to yeah to, to put it very short the essentially she 
She did this and Gil felt pretty blindsided that it's not something that he saw coming at all. And he was all in it and he sold everything he has except for his blender. <laughs> Which, come on, man. That's like the most like working out bro things. Like I sold everything but the, I gotta make my protein shakes, man. <laughs> everything but his blender. Oh, yeah, that, that was a good blender. You can't get rid of that one. It was a gift. <laughs> I guess... Are either of you surprised? I'll start with you, Mabel. Are you surprised that Mirla ended the relationship? Um, no. I kind of saw it coming because it felt like she was going through the motions and convincing herself a little bit from her saying from the very beginning, the financial stability piece, um, looking to the future even, like how they kind of live their lifestyle together. She kept harping on these things. It was just not coming together. Yeah, I think it was kind of a low blow, though, to act like you're all in and say that you choose to love this person and and you're so excited and everything's great about him and da-da-da-da. Like, I think it is kind of nasty how she did it. And then there's the whole thing of, like, she should have just told him while he was selling all his stuff, like, hey, don't sell your stuff. Like, really? Mirla? I didn't like her at the beginning. And then I wanted to like her, and I started to like her during the show. And now I'm like, dang it. I was right the first time. This girl is a moron. Yeah. <laughs> it really... Yeah, like, I, we got suckered back in. Like, I legit liked her, too. I'm with you. Damn it. My mom warned me. <laughs> Oh, I just hopped in the middle. I'm sorry. No, you're good. That was, <laughs> no, you're that fine. Was a wrap up. How, how about you, Agu? Were you surprised that she ended it? Hmm. No, I was not surprised. But I was surprised to see how surprised Gil was. Mm. I think that was the thing that caught me off guard. It's like, I think I... I okay. This... You know, we kind of saw rumors of no one making it, and it kind of felt like this was a season where no one was going to make it. So I definitely think pretty after their financial conversation, it just felt like that wasn't going to be a thing that was going to reverse. Yeah. Yeah. I think it did surprise me a bit. I mean, I had seen spoilers earlier on in the season that obviously I'd didn't mention until this yeah. point for obvious reasons that no one stayed together. And it sounds like Rachel and Jose will kind of see with them. That seems to still be playing out. Um, and so I, I knew that they were maybe not going to stay together. You never really know how much to, to believe the spoilers, but it seemed like on decision day, they had both reached a really like good place together that they were really a slow burn that they really took a while to build up together but they to me they both seemed genuinely in it and that they were confident about moving forward with it so for that to change in such a short period of time after um after decision day and after they stopped filming that confused me because i'm like okay there's some information that we're not getting here like something really significant had to have happened for her to change her mind so what felt like abruptly but I, then again I'm, I'm only working with probably like 20 percent of the information so like what do i know um i think it does bring up some interesting 
questions around what you owe someone mm-hmm. when you decide to end a relationship and how mm-hmm. to do that in a kind way that also like respects your decision and gives them kind of a way to um, process it and yeah. not hopefully feel blindsided. We, we can't control how other people feel, but like the, he obviously is in a lot of pain and yeah. I, I wonder what could have maybe been done differently so that he wasn't so taken aback by what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot. Yeah. Like the whole lack of sensitivity in the reading episode and the, where are they now was just brutal brutal yeah. to watch. Yeah. I agree. I ugh, there's so much to unpack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there really is, weirdly. Um I I guess to start, I do think when she was describing why she broke up, why she wanted she called it off, it made sense to me. If if um if I'm being honest person being honest um but it just it made sense to me when she was describing like i could tell he wasn't happy i looked and i could see this wasn't working and and i called it off for the both of us i think um it kind of goes back to that that roles conversation um ashley that you mentioned before and uh actually weirdly mabel you like sent us a video a youtube video of this guy talking about i think it's like black Men in love. Oh yeah, or a while something back. like that. Yeah. So I watched like part of it but didn't actually mm-hmm. finish it. And then was clearly he must he's not like now on my YouTube algorithm thing. So I was then watching an insecure review and he made one. So I watched that. Loved it really good. And then went back to that video and finished it up. And he makes a really good fantastic. I feel like I'll try to like add a link or something. Amazing video. But he has this whole thing about that roles conversation mm-hmm. where like if you just feel like you're you're not fit to be in the husband role, like you just you don't even like perform in the relationship the way you should because you think, hey, I need to be a provider. I need to be bringing bacon, bringing the bacon. And if he's not able to feel that way, you just there's an insecurity that kicks in there. And even if the partner is telling you, no, I'm okay with that, if you internally feel bad and not worthy, honestly, like if you feel like you're not worthy of that love because you're not a provider, it's just, it's doomed to fail. And I think that's what's going on with him. Like Gil is an amazing, super cool person. And I think he's just, he's literally mid-career right now. Like he's changing into a new career. He's it sounds like he's kind of growing in that career. So like maybe I imagine the first year he went into this from what I've been reading, like firefighters, there's a big pay jump when you're like second, third year. So he probably was not, he was probably making less than like 50 K or something. He's made, he wasn't making as much as she was got like that bump up, but still felt insecure about that. And, um, so I, I think that, I could see that being difficult and that's not going to go away really. Like the only way that would go away is if he ends up making like double what she's making and the odds of that are very slim. So I get why she felt like she needed to do it. Um, but you gotta be 
better at communicating if you're going to do that. Like, I, I think she could have let him know um, better, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and it feels like they had their ways of relation going in because he gives me more of a traditional vibe. She gives me more of a equal roles, tradition or progressive vibe versus traditional. And she was like, I mean, I said what I said, this is how I feel. And this is what I think relationships should be like. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I mean, maybe it's like, and he was kind of like back and forth a little bit of, is this actually what he thought he was about and what he wanted? And, um, then trying to make it work and kind of morph, you know, like for the relationship and make it work, but like to the extreme, right? And it like cost mm -hmm. him personally and it was just oh, too much, obviously. But yeah, it was like this mismatch of she is where she is and she's not budging to the extreme also. And he's like still trying to find his ground with the career we heard a lot about he's not ready to be a provider kind of thing for her, basically, because he doesn't have that wealth to her level and da 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 da, -da. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It does just feel like the experts kept kind of harping on this. I think their perception was that just Mirla finally was like, he doesn't make enough. The money is the problem. Mm -hmm. But then she also brought up all this stuff about chemistry and attraction, which I don't think we'd really heard before. Mm -hmm. Like she had talked about, you know, going slow and how she needs a minute to like build some emotional intimacy before she's comfortable with affection. Um, just totally fine. Great that she was able to vocalize that, but she would even say things like, I am attracted to you. I just, I, I need some more time before I can like show you physically. And so the, like that part of her reasoning felt like news and yeah. she was saying something like that spark or that feeling like wasn't there. And I kept kind of working for it and it wasn't there. Mm. And it does make me wonder kind of to Gil's point along the way. It's like, certainly these things didn't come up just on the day that you decided no. to tell me. Certainly these things have been like happening along the way. And maybe that is what she was trying to express, but he never understood that she was bringing this up as reasons why she might not choose to stay with him. So I don't think that was clearly communicated. Yeah. And so the, the blindsiding part of it. I just keep thinking about how could that have been avoided? Because yeah. I, I just can't imagine how debilitating that must be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Crushing. Yeah. 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 I, I do. He like, there's this one line where he mentioned like, oh, I make 200 more than her every- 100 bucks It was very- more. $100 more every two weeks or something like that. And I think- I think part of that was just him, you know, he's, he's trying to like defend his financial masculinity. I don't know what that was, but like you, you could tell he felt like he needed to like say, I'm not a brokey essentially, <laughs> but I, I think it, it hit me in that period. I've kind of seen this in different people where she is, she is a hard work. Like, it sounds like she has gotten herself to a certain level financially in her career. And she worked really hard to get there. 
And then when you're a person who did that, do that, you kind of have this weird thing of like, now I deserve mm-hmm. a, cer- a certain person. Like I now deserve, like I've not like I've seen it with people where like, like, you know, the, the trope of the guy who like goes to the gym all the time. And it's, like, there's a certain thing of like, you feel like when you've done all this work that you now deserve a prize. And it feels like a lot of people have that when it comes to like their careers where she did it right. She went, I'm assuming she went to the school and, and did the training and did all this stuff. And now she wants her prize guy, like and uh, a guy who just became a firefighter who like, that's not a prize guy. And I don't, you know, the same way she like, like it feels like she's like, oh, I can now wear the the Gucci and whatever. I deserve it. I worked up to this, and I get I get why that um, feeling comes in. But the reality is, like, you're not worthy of shit. Like, no one is worthy of any. Like, people aren't commodities. Like, it just it frustrates me when this happens. And like. You know, like, it's really easy from the guy's perspective. Like, everyone knows, like, oh, guys are looking for that trophy wife. But, like, <laughs> girls are, too. Like, no one is, like, you know what? I did all this. Like, I've, n- I've not met a person who, like, did it right, went to school, came out, became a college, and is, like, and I'm dating the local plumber. Like, that's not that. Never, I've never seen that conversation. It's, like, if he's not at least a doctor or a president, it doesn't feel like <laughs> i president. I just, I'm trying to think of something. Well, it's more like, it's more like trying to, you, you don't hear it like bragged about, right? You, you probably have those relationships, but they're probably the ones who are happy. You know, they're not the ones talking all a game about, heck, I got my MD, so I'm about to score myself a doctor. Like, I, we're not trying to dog on doctors <laughs> today. This is not about that. We but appreciate it's about, you. Like, I worked hard, so I'm going to get mine. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely see what you're saying because there's that, I don't know. Have you ever heard of, I don't know the actual term, but it's kind of like a knowledge bias of, I learned this, therefore I'm going to assume now everybody else also is on that level playing field and knows what I'm talking yep. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yep. Yeah. I think like too, the way Agu that you're describing Mirla and maybe the way she approaches her partners, that feels awfully familiar right that like that's how chris was with chris and Paige, yep. and so mm-hmm. like there's a it's like i've traveled this really long hard road therefore i am entitled to whatever i want and the standards become impossibly high and mm-hmm. i just i'm not really sure there's anything wrong with that again as long as both people in the relationship understand that that's kind of the premise you know, like we, we've talked about with Chris before that if he wants a partner that like looks a certain way and is submissive and is whatever, I'm sure there's a, a lady out there who would be thrilled to be his partner and wants to fill that role mm-hmm. and be that person. But maybe Mirla needs to also find that person who can kind of like knowingly, fully knowingly kind of consent to being that person for her. Mm -hmm. That is a bit of a trophy in whatever way she values. And she's clearly not ready to compromise on that. So you just have to get real specific about what you're looking for and 
kind of do what she did, although I don't know if she did it super well, but yeah. maintain that and be honest with herself that this isn't what I'm looking for. You know, I wish she would have done it in a much kinder way, in a much more communicative way. Yeah. But at the end of the day, she did prioritize what she needed. And that's yeah. the best you can do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I don't, I don't view her as a, she was cold this, this reunion episode, but overall, I don't think I view her as a bad person. Like, I just kind of view her as a high performing person. And mm -hmm. a lot of the time that person has a chip on their shoulder, like a person who's willing to put in that crazy amount of hours and like, you're doing that because you have something to prove mm -hmm. and that's okay. Like I, I have my chips on my shoulder and whatnot. And I just, I think someone like that pairing them with a person who is not a high performer is the worst thing you could, you could do almost like for both people in the situation. Like it's just now if she found that that's one thing, but to just, and I don't like, you know, like Pastor Cal, this is the one time he was trying to bring the guy's perspective. Like, hey, when I met my wife, I was broke and we, and she stuck together with me. Like, mm -hmm. but even that's frustrating to me. So I really don't like that Pastor, like Cal says that whole, well, heck, when I met my wife, I was broke and look at me now. Like, dude, not everybody gets on television and becomes this expert, quote unquote, on a, on a reality marriage show. Like, that's not relatable, transferable by any mm -hmm. means. It's terrible advice. And secondly, it goes yeah. back to the theme that they have about, well, heck, the woman's got to deal with it, quote, like, basically. Put in the time, be patient, help him with his stuff. And da, 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 da. Oh, I, I hate that narrative so much mm -hmm. because yeah. it's just mm -hmm. about, yeah, woman, you know, do your thing clap clap like we're so proud of you go ahead get your degree but then like can you go and be a housewife please because like we're gonna need you to sit back and let the man do his thing and i'm like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, no if someone chooses to be a house oh. partner that is up to them freedom mm -hmm. will let them decide not because they're placed in that position or because they needed to be the backseat or like, like even being a house part, I don't think being a house parent or a stay at home parent in any way is taking a backseat. Like that's complimentary to that partner for that person. I'm just, oh, I'm just, I'm just so frustrated about that whole narrative about like yeah, this whole show you. is about, Hey, you know, take it easy. Go a little easy on, on him yeah. and you know. Yeah, totally. Patriarchy sucks for everybody, right? Like, like if you're the, the, one role, like if you're the guy, you have to have financial stability. So don't even think about dating. And then let's say you are a guy who does get that money. You're constantly in fear now that if you lose it, she's going to leave you. Mm -hmm. Like, like that's a real life. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, like you said, if, if you do, if you're the, the lady who goes out and does all the hard work and you can't settle because now you're, you're being bad. But then if you're a stay at home, then that's bad. And, and it, like, there's like no winning like the whole system sucks so like just don't play by that game exactly it's, no one wins yeah yeah you have to establish what you want outside of that system exactly and like that is a hard thing to do because you're still judged based on how you do or don't participate in it which brings me back to my earlier point of you have to be in a place where you don't 
try to control the narrative. You have to literally just be extremely clear with yourself moment to moment of what is best for me. What do I actually want? Is this aligning with my values? And like, take it from there and let the cards fall where they may. Because with any of these people from this season, we could tell a narrative about each of them being a fucking saint (laughs) or all of them being the absolute worst villain in all history. Yep. And both of those are just perceptions and those are malleable and change. And like, I know sometimes when I listen back to our episodes, like even from a couple recordings ago, I'm like, oh, I had a completely different view on this person than I do now. Like, I'm not even consistent between like the several months span that this is happening. You know what I mean? (laughs) But also like, why does, why should Brett or Ryan or Gil or anybody give a shit what I think about them? Like I, I don't affect them in any way. Like I am not a part of their life at all. Like my opinion about them does not matter at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very mm-hmm. aware of that. And so just letting that be, I think that's the the key to all of it, but it's also so hard to let that go because I think we're all kind of conditioned to, to try to put on the best face and make sure that other people like us and we're getting that social validation quite a lot it's like those are muscles you have to build up over Mm -hmm. time (laughs) one thing i do like about the show though is how we get both sides of the same story sometimes right with um mirla being so strong about this is what i've come to decide who i am and who i want to be with and gil kind of like bending over backwards to accommodate that was in the same relationship don't necessarily think that should have been the case, but that is an mm-hmm. example of how the show kind of brings two um, opposites of the same story. And then I think Brett, not Brett, now I've got it too, Ryan <laughs> and Johnny <laughs> are, are, are another one with, he wasn't attracted to Brett from the beginning and just kind of stuck to that and wrote it out and didn't really say a whole lot, but also didn't really try a whole lot and do a whole lot. I just kind of waited it out. Whereas Johnny mm-hmm. was just an a-hole about it the whole time and taking <laughs> digs and telling her and you're a child and the getting to like, I don't like it. Da, 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 da. Like, what do you two think about that? Because I, on the one hand, I'm, I don't like either of those two extremes. I don't like the either Mirla or girl extreme. And I don't like the Ryan and Johnny extreme, but I kind of also have points I like about both, you know? You're saying, like, their approaches to the relationship? Yeah, like, kind of reflecting on their approaches to both of those and seeing, like, oh, which one do you identify with more? Um, And how does seeing the two extremes help you kind of, like, come to that? Of, like, when things are going wrong? Yeah. Or or is it, like, an attraction thing? Because I guess they both didn't find their partners necessarily attractive. Is that the? I was more so thinking about it, like when things go wrong, like when you don't see this working out, or when you either um, don't have what you're looking for, or don't um, see that this is a match because you don't like them, gotcha. and you're like oh. that yeah. kind of like brutal honesty thing, right? People are always talking about like at least I'm being honest. Well, I mean you're being a jerk. That doesn't mean you're it's okay to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're being an honest jerk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's tough because I think the most ideal situation, even though it can be the most upsetting, is probably being honest, but finding any ways that you can deliver it in a kind way Mm -hmm. and making sure that the other person is like ready to have a really real conversation and not springing it on them. 
um, doing it in a time where like emotions are neutral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not like, oh, we're getting in a fight about, you know, something stupid because tensions are high. And now the, the fight started about washing dishes. And now they're telling me that they have never thought I looked cute. You know, it's like, <laughs> like, well, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's how these things happen. Right. Is it's, <laughs> we're in therapy and working on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of time I heard that this episode, everybody's oh, in therapy. Yeah. They, they, I mean, good they for just them. scarred great. everybody. That's great. <laughs> um, but I think to me and in my own experience, that's been the best way to deal with things is like, make sure you understand how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. Wait and figure out a good time to approach the other person about it. Make sure they understand kind of what it's a serious topic that you need to talk about and do it at a time when emotions are relatively neutral. That's true. And, and all of those things help at least at set the stage for maybe a little bit more success, but you have to also be okay with them not reacting well to it. And then like just trying to stay on topic and things like that. Like it's really hard. <laughs> and yeah. I think with all the extra layers of stress with, them being recorded and them being with like there's so many things going on in their lives right now where it's like personal things like brett losing her dog in the middle of all of this like work stress i'm sure is like a lot and then you have to come home and record like still trying to keep in touch with your family you're living in a new place probably sleeping kind of weird because that's always an adjustment like all of that stuff on top of all of this makes that really hard to be able to sit down and be like okay only this thing is what I want to talk about. And I want to be honest with you so that we know where we are, are mm-hmm. at with it. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of makes sense to me why that doesn't happen a lot. But to me, that would be like what I would try to do if that was at all possible. So Agu, you wanted to talk about how you think that Zach might be kind of a, uh, I'm going to say F boy, just because I've been cussing a lot already. So I'll say that, that he's maybe kind of one of those guys without realizing it or thinking that he's actually a good guy. Do you want to expand on that? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So the idea, at least where I saw the idea came from the insecure show, Issa race insecure on HBO, which is a great show. Totally recommend everybody check it out. But one of the characters on there, Lawrence, who is like her first partner, they end up breaking up, but in the show, they call him, you're an F boy who thinks that you're a good guy. So the worst kind of F boy because you think you're a good guy. And and in the show, uh, it's great because you kind of see where he's coming from. And he really is a good person who's just made, due to situations, like decisions that are F boy-like. And I think that sums up, unfortunately, Zach this season. So from the beginning with Zach and Michaela, it seemed pretty clear to me that they weren't going to work out. And I think he kind of detected that very quickly. But the concern is you don't want to appear as an F boy. You want to appear as a good guy. So you're going to try to make this work, even though you know that this is not going to work. So just a lot of his behaviors and actions of he was trying to always talk her up and all this stuff. And I, it seems like it came from a good place. But that also feels like you're leading the person on when you know that this is not like you're not going to end up with a Michaela. Like we know that you are conflict avoidant. She is the definition of conflict. Like I almost feel like they brought her on this show 
for conflict. Like, so they weren't going to work. It felt like he couldn't just vocalize that. And I get part of that as he's just a bad communicator. So then that's step one. And them going this on again, off again thing. I, I really think it's him trying in his head but that just feels like you're leading someone on. And then from that, when they break up, there's rumors that he and um, Bao started dating. And I could see in his head, he's probably thinking, oh, this is a relationship that might work. I wanna give this a chance. But you just came out of a really difficult relationship that had like literally had you in tears. Like Mm -hmm. it was a very traumatic relationship. Are you sure you want to go into something new that quickly? Like, that is the definition of a rebound relationship. And out of all the people you could pick for a rebound relationship, you pick the person who also came out of a very traumatic relationship mm-hmm. on television, mm-hmm. and you guys are both now public figures. Like, it's not going to work out. Of course it's not. And when it doesn't work out, you're going to look like an F-boy. <laughs> like, it's going to look even worse. So... There are now rumors that he started seeing someone else and cheated, and now they've broken up, and um, Reddit is very mad at Zach. And if you just look at his actions, it's started dating Bao, but then cheated on her. Like, it's the actions are F-boy actions, Mm -hmm. but the way that he got there was just good intentions, just... Poor boundaries, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that's the thing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was the, the, I would just say, I think the F-boy thing I'm starting to realize is the only way you can stop, because I get it. No one wants to be a bad guy. And like we've all heard stories of women dealing with F-boys, and it just sucks. The only way you can stop yourself from being in that situation is to not put yourself in situations that could turn into that. And I think... That's the thing of like, you can have, you could feel like a good person inside and really want to do the right thing. But if you put yourself in a situation that could lead into an F-boy decision, that could happen and you might look like an F-boy. So like with the Michaela, the moment you knew that wasn't going to work out, it's going to suck and and no one's going to be happy, but call it off. Like, it's okay. The show's going to hate you. All the women in America are going to hate you. This sucks. But you know that this isn't going to work. Do the best thing for you. And, and Michaela would have been better for that. And with Bao, don't get into a relationship that early. Like, that's just not good. Heal. Yeah. Recover. And if you're yeah. going to, and if you do want someone to have encounters with, like, don't pick someone who you know came out of a very difficult relationship. Like, just yeah. do better with the, the decisions. Yeah, it's going to be messy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It just felt like he wanted to keep her around the whole season, the whole marriage. Michaela. Ma- oh yeah, Michaela. Sorry, I could have clarified. Mm. It just felt like Zach. So he ended it basically from the beginning, saying, "I can't do it with someone who's kind of like this hot and cold, explosive, right?" But he kept trying to gaslight her and say, "But you know, this is not you. This is." Um, you're an amazing person, da, 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 da. I'm like, oh, you don't mean that, really. Especially comparing her to your mom, you really don't mean that. Um, but you want to keep checking in with her, keep her around, and 
I am 100% a hypocrite when I'm saying this, but, like, we've, like, because we've all been there. We've all, like, as women, like, yeah. had an F-boy at some point in our life try to always stick around just because, like, we can be an option for him, right? And yeah, it's, like, I'm even watching this now, and I'm like, dang it. How, how can us women be so stupid? But we do it again and again. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, women have their friend zone guy. Is it kind of like that? Mm, essentially, like, like, the yeah. Woman. Like the exact opposite, being like keeping him around for the an option. Yeah. Exactly yeah. an option. Yeah, I think with Zach, uh, my argument will continue to be that he just doesn't know how to set good boundaries. Because we heard at the reunion that something happened where she was staying with him after Mm -hmm. decision day and after he had been they had kind of broken up or whatever you want to call it whatever happened on decision day (laughs) that remains to be unclear (laughs) as hell Um, and so it sounds like I want us to break up so we can work on this I want us to have a divorce so we can work on this relationship like that it it baffles me that he was confused why other people were confused at that it (laughs) it reminded me of other Zach from previous season from Zach and Mindy like he could he could talk in circles for years and years and years and go, does that make sense? And you're like, no. no. <laughs> I just started staring at your hair at a certain point because I was so lost and confused. <laughs> that was more interesting than what you were saying. Like, it's just... The man's hair was impressive. It was very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Top 10 hair haircuts of all time. I mean, he spends about three hours a day on it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if he would have used that time in his marriage, he would have been I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is besides the point. Anyway, Zach, I still like you. You're one of my favorites on this show. I'm fighting for you. I'm sure he appreciates that. But back to my previous point. It, so it sounds like she stayed with him for a period of time, like a week or so, and that they were like being intimate during that time and all that stuff. But that started because he, from his what he said it was something like she was having a really hard time at work and was really upset and so then he Mm -hmm. didn't want to leave her in that state so then he had her stay with him and then it kind of turned into this week-ish long extension of their relationship where she felt from her perspective she was like having sex with him she was cooking and cleaning she was like being a partner and from his perspective he was just trying he like didn't want to hurt her feelings or something by like not being intimate. I don't know. It was his explanation for like why he yeah. opted in to being intimate with her was a little confusing. But I think it all really started where like he saw her in a vulnerable place and felt like he would be a bad guy if he didn't do something to help her. But that you can do that without having her stay at your house. And you can do that without like having her live with you for a period of time you can do that without having sex with her (laughs) you can like that could have just looked like hey i'm gonna call up your sister and see if we can drop you off there i think you guys should probably be together right now and she can look after you like he shouldn't have been part of the solution for her feeling upset like he's the last person she needs to spend time around when she's feeling emotional and vulnerable when he just ended the relationship kind of effectively and so, like, mm-hmm. I think to your point, Agu, he thought he was doing the right thing by, like, asking her to, bringing her to his place and kind of trying to look after her in some kind of way. But that was 
not at all what was best for anybody. And so you end up looking like the F boy, of course, because you just took this very emotionally vulnerable person who you've had a relationship with and had them live in your home. Like, of course, that's going to get messy. Like, how would that not get messy? (laughs) Blows my mind. But with Ashley's point about the boundaries, like, that's the self-awareness that come with the boundaries, right? Like, how do I want to put this? So with Michaela and Zach, let's talk about the um, retreat, right, where they were laying in bed and they were deciding whether or not to go home. And it was this elusive conversation. It was just a mess. (laughs) Anyways. um, But, like, from an F-boy perspective and even a little bit hers, it's like, well, we're not really working out, but we're kind of trying to work out and we're maybe seeing if this can work out. So yeah, we can be adults and sleep next to each other, or we can be adults and go home and it kind of like derailed after that. But like the whole point of like thinking that you can be an adult and handle that a certain way, but actually not knowing yourself enough to be like, actually, this is a really bad idea. And I maybe think I'm not going to sleep with this person, but I know myself, you know, it's like, (laughs) it's like that self-awareness piece that comes with, okay, if you're going to set boundaries, you have to set realistic boundaries that work for you and stick to those boundaries. You can't just like say that, oh yeah, we used to be in a relationship, but now we can be friends. Don't worry. Like we got this. We know how to be friends and, but you really can't. Yeah. That's, that's wild to, to think that you can flip the switch and just be like, oh, we're friends as if like, (laughs) which some people can, but just like, know if you are one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's actually what you were saying that it reminded me of something that we that they mention in an accounting uh, class back in, in college where <laughs> this is going to sound wild, but Unexpected. like there's this concept, the concept of the person who receives the checks in the mail, you don't make that person also has a responsibility for check cashing in the checks. So, like, if you have a, a secretary or a office manager who their job is to receive payment you have another person who their responsibility is to actually process that payment. So you have a checks and balance there. Mm-hmm. And you're not, not that you're saying that the person is a bad person, but you just don't want to put them in a situation where that could actually happen. I think in his head, he's like, no, I'm a good person. Like you said, I'm not going to do this. But being a good person is knowing I don't want to be in that situation in the first place. Like, it's fine. <laughs> like to put myself like I have had people that I've I wouldn't say relationships but just like been around where I was a little terrified of them in the sense that you just don't know they're hard to read like you just like what they do doesn't line up all the way and Mm -hmm. I get the feeling he had that with Michaela Mm -hmm. and it's really easy to like fall into this thing of well right now she's cool right now she's this if you have that feeling that you can't trust that person or they're hard to read or they're hard to that doesn't go away no matter Mm -hmm. what so and but like i think the f-boynism is like oh at this very moment like every time they had a good date or whatever Mm -hmm. it's like oh maybe this will work out it's like no if you think she's scary that (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be it's there trust. after yeah. you have sex. <laughs> yeah. It's trust. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't ever there. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But I think like with Zach, um, is a little bit afraid of her reaction. And so like to your point, he doesn't know what this is going to lead to, right? Because if he's trying to be an F-boy and keep her around for his convenience, he has to be able yeah. to predict 
what he's going to do to cause her to react or to want to leave or to work out. Um, and if he wants to, you know, take it, like, use his option sometime, he wants to be able to have that option. It's just, like, from Zach's perspective, if he's trying to, unco- like, he doesn't actually say this, but, like, let's say he's subconsciously trying to be an F-boy, right? He has to be able to read her and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. act accordingly you know what i mean it's like so th- yeah. it, that's where you get back and forth of like not actually doing what they're supposed to they, they should be doing it's like they're just being a mess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and caring so much about how others are gonna perceive him yeah. like he seemed like he talked about how he's a perfectionist and all these kinds of things and he holds himself to a really high standard and so you can imagine how that would extend to how he might feel about being recorded during all this time. And um, yeah. and also how distressing it might be for him to know full well that people are watching how he is reacting to Michaela when she has her outbursts. And so it's like, I could imagine how paralyzing that might feel mm-hmm. <laughs> um, of like, how do I do this right? I have no idea, but I'm also having all these other feelings that I don't know how to process and how are other going to pe- other people going to see how I'm handling this and what are they going to think of me? And like, it, that's just like 17 layers of, <laughs> of, of things to process while you're trying to actually react in the moment. So like it, yeah. the, the moments where he removed himself from the situation and like, that's probably your best shot at just, ending it because there's there's no other way to stop it you know and and then that triggers a whole other thing of of her getting upset because he left and it's just i don't know it's sad because i it doesn't feel like they were very well paired to begin with Mm -mm. and so they just kind of got into this cycle and this loop of kind of unintentionally hurting each other over and over again and then thinking oh maybe this won't happen anymore maybe this will get better maybe 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 and then and then we end up with just two really hurt people with kind of a, a more trauma to work through and more things to kind of dig into and figure out what happened and what there is to learn from it before moving on which brings me to echo your earlier point ago of like why would is it really the best choice to move on and immediately start dating someone who also had their own version of this at the same exact time and Mm -hmm. it sounds like their relationship um, between zach and bow is done now but i i don't know how much that helped i think that might have made things kind of worse you know going through that too so it's like it's hard i think to just sit with as people we just have a hard time sitting with ourselves and sitting with our feelings especially when they're uncomfortable and hard and and things that we maybe have to look at about ourselves that aren't the best but i think that's Mm -hmm. the the best thing that folks can do before you can really reset and move on and not keep re-traumatizing yourself in the same way with the same type of people which i mean one point that you mentioned earlier was about perfectionism piece and they probably both found solace in each other with that because both bow and zach have that yep totally yeah very much so like perfectionists care about what other people think um you know put on your best put best put put your best foot forward um and they probably like kind of like really identified with each other and in this time of her and needing to move through things they needed to look for comfort and they probably found that comfort in each other yeah yeah 
Unfortunately, yeah. you know, in the form of a rebound, but... Yeah, and I, I also get a little bit... Of, this is one reason why I don't like... Sometimes there's a thing that guys do to, like, accusing other guys of being F-boys. Mm-hmm. But it's like the people who are doing the accusing have never been in a situation where they could have been. Like, it's just... It's people who've never... It's really easy to be like, oh, I would never do this. Yeah. But they've never had someone throw themselves at them I guess would be the way of saying that where like for certain people you go through this point of like you're a cool person to then all of a sudden you're a person that like everyone views as a potential mate that's like a switch that happens and I feel like he's just hitting that point where like this is new and that's okay but like you have to still be true to yourself in that moment and that's like it's it's like the what's that privilege pretty privilege thing where like some people have described oh uh, I wasn't getting attention but now I get attention all the time and like sometimes you like wild out because you're not used to that and other times you like the right thing to do is to still remain yourself no matter what other people are be- how they're behaving and it feels like he's like hitting that right now and he's having a hard time but see, he is the youngest. He's, what, 27 right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And falling for it and then being like, no, but I'm a good guy because I didn't push it. Like, no, you still went through with the action. Mm-hmm. It's basically going to his head. like. Yeah, a little bit. And that's kind of an interesting point that you brought up of, like, you've never been in that situation before. So, like, that made me think of, like, the whole concept of cheating, I think, from the outside it's easy to look at somebody who's cheated and see it and imagine it as like they were like really feeling themselves and they really wanted to hurt their partner so they put on their like freakum dress and then they went to the club and then they found like some hottie with a body and then they went after him and they just went to town and that's what happened and it was like love that exactly like that (laughs) because what else would you put on if you're trying to trying to get some but like really what I would imagine is the situation sometimes think of a situation where like someone would actually kind of be tested mm-hmm. is if you're in a committed relationship and you just happen to have someone in your life that you meet or has been there for a long time that you happen to be attracted to and you have some sort of friendship and then it just becomes this thing that's just like oh interesting I'm having these feelings for this other person, despite also being in a committed and loving relationship with another person. And how do you handle that? Because that's very complicated, right? Right. It's not one person seeking out another person to like harm their partner because they're they're stepping out or anything. It's complicated because there's a lot of things that are unsaid with the dynamic. It's just kind of like a feeling. And then if the circumstances are right, then maybe you act on it and it just becomes a thing that happens. And like, I've never been in a situation like that, but I I can imagine how confusing that would be (laughs) and how like, it's, I don't, all I'm trying to say is, I think it's really easy to judge mistakes that people have made and we oversimplify them to think that that person made an intentional decision to do the Mm -hmm. thing rather than they were in a context at some point where all of these different factors lined up and it just became easy to not say no yeah leave the giant candy bar i don't know i can't think of anything (laughs) leave it alone what it's a trap (laughs) 
All right, I'm gonna just nudge us to change gears here a minute. Thank goodness. <laughs> <'Cause> I... <laughs> Thank goodness. It's like I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> I I want to talk about Jose and Rachel, aka Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, great name. Great name. <laughs> great nickname. Isn't, isn't that the best? I love it. Um, well, you did great work. Solid. <laughs> I didn't Is that your that. nickname? <laughs> Who can't? I thought well, you were Well, we all that. like mistakenly have said that at some point, but like they're officially like on, you know, the show saying themselves are referring to themselves as. as well. I just gave you credit for something you didn't do. It's all my Gosh. <laughs> Thanks, though. <laughs> well, actually, Abel, you had a really, really great point about them that I want you to speak to. That, um, it, I mean, they've had a lot of times where she has decided to leave the relationship and kind of walked away from it and she's been making that call and you were you were saying a point basically about how you feel like she might be relying on kind of her network to help her make decisions about mm-hmm. the relationship rather than her making decisions about the relationship do you want to just kind of expand on that yeah um so i'm a person who really goes to my friends and family a lot and those who i trust a lot for advice admire their opinions but something I noticed with Rachel when she's talking about Jose, because they've get, they've been through, like, so many, I don't know, just, just messes. I'm, I've been, that's the word of the day for me. But, <laughs> but, like, because they've been through so many of them, she's kind of coming to the point of, should I continue to be with him anymore? But it seems to me that she's taking a what do what do all my family and friends think approach and he needs to convince them before i decide if i want to be with him versus this is our relationship and we have to rebuild and yes family and friends also like bring along for the ride but they're not gonna believe it if you don't believe it first and so at the core of your relationship rachel and jose need to work on things and (laughs) get that foundation first yeah so that then that's what you take to your friends and family to say hey this is actually what we've worked through and this is like because that's what they're looking for they're looking for someone who's going to compliment you and support you and and be your cheerleader and be your support system but if they're not seeing that obviously not going to be on board but how Mm -hmm. are they going to somehow believe that you two should be together if he's trying to convince your friend first because they like jose took a i don't know the two girls i can't remember the names but he took them out to like talk about things and kind of win them over a little bit but it's like wait a second you gotta win over rachel first because that's who the friends care about and um, the second piece i wanted to say about that is friends and family um they don't know what they're talking about well (laughs) okay we're going there all right more like more like people on the outside when they smell fear they're they're gonna come chomp (laughs) they're like "Mm, wait a second wait a second something's not right there like like they can sense that they're gonna grab onto that and they know and you can't fool them so yeah rachel who are you trying to fool <laughs> excellent, excellent points. I think that's that's very like I think you kind of went to the core of what's happening there because I think this is something that is what folks have to learn the hard way is that no one else can tell you who you are. Mm-hmm. Like you have to 
you're the only person in the whole wide world who yeah. can answer that question. And mm-hmm. same to you're the only person that can tell yourself and others what you want. And so looking like there's a, obviously a time and place to ask other people for their opinions and get other perspectives yeah. and all this kind of a thing. But when you go there first and then wait for that response before you then check in with yourself, you're really just crowdsourcing things that you should be deciding on for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's that like that gut instinct, it's that in- intuition, it's just being really, really, really brutally honest with yourself, even just in your own head, and it's not yeah. things you say out loud, you know most of the time how you feel about something. What the the fear that comes from that is how are other be- people gonna react if I do X, Y, and Z, then yeah. you know this is a whole thing. Mm-hmm. It weirdly reminds me of this one like storyline in The Office where um, there was like some, I don't remember the specifics of it, but basically there was some insinuation that uh, Andy Bernard, his character was gay and he starts freaking out and he starts asking everybody else, like, do you think I'm gay? Like, do you have good gaydar? And he, he just kept asking anyone oh, around no. him, am I like, I, I don't think I am, but maybe. And like, obviously he's the only person in the whole wide world (laughs) who could tell everyone else if he's gay or not right like no one else could answer that question but he just kept asking everyone else and finally i think it was michael was just like no man you're not gay and he was just like oh thank god like he was so he was so relieved (laughs) and like that feels a little bit like what's going on here where he's just like is this the right relationship is it is it is it and she just wants someone to like very firmly say yes or no so that she can feel like that's the answer but Mm -hmm. it's her she's the only one that can say if this is good for her or not because she's the one that's living it and she's the one that's there with him and no one else has as much information as she does so unfortunately that's uh, that has to be with her at the end of the day that's that's hilarious and it's like oh thank you oh i thought i was for a moment there (laughs) and then like mavel to your point about it almost feels like like, it's like your, I don't know, your defense attorney being like, I think this is going to keep you out of jail. It's like, no, I need you to like, or like your doctor being like, I think this is your liver. Like, no, I need you to know this. <laughs> I don't, I can't have you like not sure. Of... Do you think part of that though, she's doing that because she already feels one way and she's just looking for people to give her the answer she wants to hear? Mm. I personally think so. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I personally think so. I actually think it's um, she is already checked out and she doesn't want to be with him, but she's already married to him and she's already put in this work. And if he can convince her family and her friends that he's changed, maybe she'll consider it too and convince herself that this should work. But I don't think that she wants to be in it. I think she's trying to be convinced that she should be in it. Yeah. That's hard. Because, like, on paper, he he has everything, right? I think that might be it, too, where... Mm -hmm. Say what you want to say about the season. I think on paper, everyone looks fantastic. Of course, that's Mm -hmm. not how it actually works. But, like, he's stable, and he's a good guy. And, like, yeah, he has an anger issue, but he always apologizes. Like, I could see why you could, like, talk yourself into that. But, like, do you like his face or not? Like, I feel like it's just that simple. Like, when you look at his face, do you say, ooh, or do you look at this and go, eh? And, like, if you're feeling eh about it, it's probably not 
probably what do you um harp on his like shave about like what does he do with his mustache his his beard like this is just his lips like it feels like (laughs) someone glued lips to like a a fur thing like i don't like he just needs to clear a little bit of space below his his bottom lip because it's just all hair like i get it i could i could grow all the way up to here it looks weird it looks weird you gotta you gotta clean it up a little it just it just does. A goose gonna be in Jose's DMs like, right. man, fix your beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I mean, I think honestly, the biggest thing that Rachel has seen in Jose is just his anger, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. I think everything else she could work around. I think that's what I am picking up on is her hesitance mm-hmm. because she's seen. I mean, we have we've seen a bit of that, right? When he locked her out, and obviously we can like watch the video of that and how he reacted, how he treated her, how he talked to her. Whatever happened when they were trying to move in, you know, we're never going to see that. We can only get their accounts of it. But uh, it sounds like it was pretty bad. You know, it sounds like it was a pretty tense situation. And um, I mean. I think there's something to be said for what it's like to see someone when they're really furious and how that, how they carry that emotion. And even all the experts kept calling him out over and over about how you've got an anger potential problem here that is really important that you be aware of and work on. And I could understand her hesitance about that because she doesn't, know him really that well even with the the little time that they've spent together but to like that's one thing if that's just like a friend of yours but if that's the person that you're living with and you're like committing to that's a big ask to feel like this is it, it kind of feels like it's this little like time bomb in the house at all times where it's like it could be next week it could be three years from now but this is going to go off again and what does that mean like i don't think that feels to me, that wouldn't feel safe yeah, at all to know that that's you could be on the receiving end of that. It's just a matter of time. She's like the female version of, of Zach and of Zach. Like you just feel unsafe. Yeah. Like and even though it seems like he's been trying to like show that that wasn't him. But I get it. Like that was terrifying. Like just the way he was swearing at her and get the fuck out. And it just... That was terrible. That's hard to trust that person at that point. It's like 10 years later, you're going to be like looking for that to like come back out. It's just. Mm -hmm. I believe that once I already showed you who they are, believe them. Yep. And it's hard to leave it at that, right? Because you can maybe see from her perspective, if 99% of Jose has been good to that point, but then that 1% was like really, really nasty to her. It's hard to just say that 1% was enough. I'm, I'm done. And then discount all the rest of it. Like, that's hard. That would be very hard to walk away from and feel okay about it. Right. I think most of the people on the show, I'm like, oh, I know how I'd behave. I think hers is the hardest one. I don't I don't know how I would be in her situation. Because yeah. I just, it's like you said, it's he, is, he does everything right besides mm-hmm. that. Like, the way he was talking on the show and uh, him quote-unquote fighting to get her back i have feelings on that I, I don't like that but i appreciate that he's trying to do that and if i was on the receiving side of that where like 
I'm sure he's like sending flowers all the time and calling and like, how's your mom? Like just, he's trying to be like the perfect gentleman, but then you still remember him blocking you out of your, it's just, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They're going to be like on again, off again for like 20 years, basically is what what it feels like. Yeah. It it reminds me of the old apartment I used to live in. There was (laughs) this weird, this is going to seem like a very weird detour, but just hang with me. There was, oh, you know what I'm going to say? There was this one little like tack strip in between where the hallway was and where the bathroom was. So it went from carpet to the linoleum tile. And they didn't put a cap between the two of those. So if you actually stepped on that seam, you would get like poked on your foot and it hurt real bad. But it would only happen if you like weren't paying attention or if you just tripped or something. But like, I mean, I, I was renting. It was not something that I was going to fix. And so I just stepped over it. But I always knew it was there. I was very aware of it yeah. at all times. And like, if I wasn't careful, then all of a sudden it would hit me and it would hurt really bad. And I'd be very upset. That That's what it, I think it. I would compare that relationship to where it's like most of the time it's fine if you're aware of it and you try to avoid it, but it's going to get you sometimes. <laughs> and It's like you don't yeah. know when and it's going to come out of nowhere and it's going to surprise you. So like, yeah, what do we do about that? <laughs> That's a great analogy. I didn't think you were going to go that way. My, what are you gonna, thought I was going to talk about? I thought you were going to talk about your neighbors, but. Oh, they, yeah, they were pretty volatile as well. They, a lot of fights in the hallway that we shared and then Agu was like waiting to leave i was like do you want to go out the back like how do we do this like yelling screaming like like just not like like there's a difference between fighting with your partner and then like fighting to like straight up hurt the person like you're not even trying to deal with the situation you're just trying to like win it was bad oh sorry i was saying the fight to win is kind of what jose does yeah (laughs) analogy is perfect it's like it's there i just like one day I'm going to, like, be a little tipsy and trying to go to the bathroom and step on this tap. I'm going to be mad. Mm-hmm. I mean, that seems kind of scary, though. Like, you can get tetanus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't. I stepped on a tax strip once in a house that we were looking at Ouch. to buy. And that was bad, too. I'm up to date on my tetanus, so I'm all good. But Literally was, in the basement of the house. It was pretty bad. <laughs> oh. I wanted that house too. They are on a double lot and they yeah. had a pool in the backyard. We still put in an offer even though the house tried to give you tetanus. <laughs> I was like, that's something I can fix. Okay. I can, <laughs> I can fix this. I can in this economy. Him, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been season 13. Like it's very strange to arrive at this point because we've been talking about these folks for so long, but I mean, any closing thoughts about the season in, in general from either of you before we wrap? I uh, I think we might have said this before we started recording, but there was when they were asking Gil about his DMs and how the if, if they were popping. And he's like, yeah, you know, there's this one person who reaches out once a week. <laughs> Immediately, my thought went to Mabel. I was like, Mabel is out here. She is striking <laughs> when the iron is hot. Like, I'm only a flight away. I was like, I could totally see you throwing this out for Gil. I just, it feels wow. real. This feels real. And you know what? Go for it. Go for what you love. I don't know. No shade here. For the record, I can't take credit for that. That is not me. But to whoever that is. Wanting to remain anonymous. We get it. <laughs> whoever that curly haired Dominican is that may be a flight away. <laughs> 
with the great blazer and her nails always done right. <laughs> you hear that, girl? I always got my nails done right. That's right. That's right. But she's I, not high maintenance. She's like right, totally right, down to earth. Right. She's like she's like good maintenance. Like not high, not low. Like, uh, but whoever that person is, I support you. Good luck. <laughs> I hope you get yours. You're Gil. You're man. Gil's uh, looking good with the beard. Solid, man. Solid. Welcome mm-hmm. to Beard Gang. Do you approve of his of his trimming lip thing? I do. I do. Fully <laughs> approved. Are all right. Yeah. Also, the salt and pepper in the beard. Solid. I'm. I'm unfortunately getting. I have a single gray hair in my beard now. You won't stop talking about it. So I am going to join the salt and pepper gang at some point. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, I feel like he's going to be okay with Mabel and their future relationship. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to make a great relationship. It's it's going to be great. I know. I was comparing Gil to um, Tristan from Tristan and Mia yeah. from a past season. Yeah. That like, I feel like he's a lot like Tristan in, in the way that he's somebody who loves really big and who mm. really is in just kind of all in and really goes for it and i think it's really only a matter of time before he finds a person who's going to reciprocate that in the way that he deserves and needs and i think i think he'll be okay (laughs) he's just working with his therapist right now and getting through his personal journey and he'll be he'll be back so i'll be waiting go <laughs> you know where to find her. Oh, so you don't do the DMs now because he's still healing. Exactly. But then like six months from now, you start like slowly yeah. throwing in the. Okay, I get it. I gotta I watch his posts as you know he comments on. Does he use Twitter? I don't know. Whatever he uses, I gotta watch them as he changes the narrative and is ready. I'll be ready. <laughs> <laughs> and my bell strikes. Get ready to fall in love. <laughs> Okay, oh, we'll, Anyways, we'll stop picking on the bell. But um, yeah, this is. <laughs> Imagine if Gil heard this. Who's this crazy person? I feel like what we're doing now is his DMs are way worse, right? Like, come on. Oh, yeah. You're probably right. Well, good luck, Gil, wherever you are. <laughs> well, thank you yeah. guys for tuning in. Um, this has been such a journey. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I never know how to wrap up this part of it. <laughs> Me? Just thank you for listening. And um, yeah, we hope to hear from you. We'll be on Instagram at Cup of Three Podcast, um, YouTube the same, and email Cup of Three Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know what you think. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Gil, send a message. <laughs> <laughs>